0: From KGW News, this is Straight Talk with Laurel Porter. Hello and welcome to Straight Talk. I'm Laurel Porter. You should have your Oregon ballot now for the May 19th primary. There are a lot of important local, regional, legislative and statewide races that impact our lives. The most competitive contest may be the Democratic primary for Secretary of State, an office that's next in succession to the governor. Last week on Straight Talk, we heard from State Senators Mark Haas and Shamia Fagan. This week, the third Democratic candidate in the race, former congressional candidate Jamie McLeod Skinner, joins us. And later in the show, we shift gears to talk about an issue the pandemic has made even more critical preventing child abuse. Our guests will tell us how we can all be part of a solution. First, Jamie McLeod Skinner. McLeod Skinner grew up in Ashland and currently lives in Terrebonne in central Oregon. In 2018, she ran against Republican Congressman Greg Walden in the second congressional district. She lost by 17 points, but it was Walden's closest race since being elected to Congress in 1998. McLeod Skinner is an attorney and got her law degree from the University of Oregon. She spent years as an environmental and city planner in California and served eight years in elected office on the Santa Clara City Council. She's currently serving on the Jefferson County Education Board, and Governor Brown appointed her to serve on the statewide Oregon Watershed Enhancement Board. Welcome to my first guest, Democratic candidate for Secretary of State, Jamie McLeod Skinner. Welcome to Straight Talk. Nice to have you here.
1: Thanks. It's so good to be back.
0: Let's talk about your experience first. Your challengers in this race point to their legislative experience. Shamia Fagan had served two terms in the House. She's now in the State Senate. And Mark Haas has served for nearly 20 years in the legislature and has passed significant bills. Tell us about your experience and why you think you're the best candidate for Secretary of State.
1: Sure, well, I've spent my entire career making democracy work, working in elected uh, public office, public service, and the public sector. Um, from rebuilding schools and hospitals in former war zones to improving government accountability, is as a city manager and in, in organizational effectiveness, to building up economic resilience to protecting our environment. Um, I've got experience in actually getting stuff done that positively impacts people's life. Uh, I'm. I'm the only one in this race or between the three of us that has executive management experience. So I've got nine years of elected policy setting experience and that's important, but this is essentially an executive management role. You're overseeing multiple important divisions, uh, 220 staff. So both the secretary of state and the governor need to understand how government actually functions and not just in setting policy. My education prepares me with degrees in, oh, sorry. I was just just gonna say one other distinction is a lot of folks talk about the legislative experience, but actually Tom McCall, uh, who was a very uh, popular former governor, when he became secretary of state, he had not served in the legislature.
0: And Tom McCall worked here at KGW, by the way, Uh, you you mentioned governor and the secretary of state is a critical office for a number of reasons. But one of them uh, especially important is that you would be next in line to the governor. And we saw that happen when Governor John Kitzhaber resigned and then then secretary of state Kate Brown became governor. Since you haven't had legislative experience, you haven't had the opportunity yet to build relationships with lawmakers. Do you feel you're prepared to step in as governor if need be?
1: Well, absolutely. And again, I have nine years of elected office experience in urban and rural areas. The city council I served on is larger than a state Senate district. And so uh, I've developed policy, but also helped to implement it because while I'm committed to serving as secretary of state, um, the qualification for for both secretary of state and governor is that executive management experience. I have relationships statewide, which is also an exception. I've actually uh, built bridges (laughs) Uh, and built relationships statewide, brought folks together across that urban rural divide. The the legislature right now is so divisive. We're being embarrassed on a national level with uh, articles about the continued walkouts. And that's really, there's some blame on both sides. It's one thing to walk out, it's another thing to not work with your colleagues to move forward on legislation. So I don't bring that bitter pill to the rule. I have a track record of bringing folks together. And that's what Oregonians want right now.
0: In the voters pamphlet, you include in your experience as city manager for the small town of Phoenix, Oregon. But in 2017, you were fired from that position after only four months on the job by a vote of three to two of the city council. And the reasons for that are in dispute. What do you want voters to know about what happened?
1: Well, I have a long track record of working for the most outstanding cities and having that, that experience. Specifically in the case of Phoenix, I was hired under one administration and let go under a newly elected administration. That's pretty common for chief executives. And a fun fact, when I was holding a town hall in Medford about six months ago, that same mayor showed up who had kind of led, led me to get fired, he showed up. We had a great conversation about preventing voter fraud. So when Governor Brown appointed me to serve on the Oregon Watershed Enhancement Board, and I was un- undergoing uh, Senate confirmation. This question came up, former colleagues from the city of Phoenix sent in letters in support of my nomination. I was overwhelmingly confirmed by the Senate and I want to thank uh, Mark Hass and Shamia Fagan for voting me to serve on the board. I greatly enjoy my role uh, on OWEB uh, serving all Oregonians and appreciate my OWEB colleagues recently appointed me to chair the water committee.
0: The secretary of state is also the chief elections officer and you and your opponents agree. And a lot of things have some of the same values. You all support things like same day voter registration. What makes you different? What different ideas do you bring to this office when it comes to elections?
1: A really big one is about campaign finance, and that's something where I really distinguish In my nine years of elected office experience. I've never taken one dime of corporate money and that's not that's also i've always honored uh, even when it's been opt-in campaign finance um uh, contribution limits and if you look at the race with the three of us so just as an example while we've raised approximately the same amount if you look at the average amount raised per candidate mine's about a 100 bucks one of my colleagues is about 700 bucks and one of my colleagues is over $5000 per contribution so Oregonians really care about campaign finance, care about following the money. That's also been a challenge. So making sure that Orstar that how we now look up uh, where money is coming from, making that more accessible, but also really pushing for actual campaign finance reform and campaign contribution limits because right now we're seeing power brokers be able to come in and essentially buy elections. Elections should be decided by Oregon voters, not by big
0: money interests. And I should say that all three of you do support campaign finance reform. Another thing we hear a lot about are cyber threats.
1: Well, we do. We do. But but if you look at if you look at what we're actually doing, it's not actually practice is the problem.
0: Uh, Talking about cybersecurity, that's another important role for the the secretary of state to protect the reliability of the elections. Uh, What do you bring to what different ideas do you have when it comes to cybersecurity and protecting Oregon's elections? Well, this is where both the experience in Silicon Valley is
1: really key to understanding that. I've talked about for months and I was the first one to propose uh, establishing an election security officer, think like a hacker. The other thing I have is relationships around the state. Our elections ultimately come down to our county clerks. And I've had during this process, meeting with county clerks in urban and rural areas, I've had county clerks say they've never had a secretary of state candidate come in and talk to them about their actual ideas and ask what help they needed. That's really about the the key thing to getting it done is working in partnership with our county clerks to make sure that we're helping them to do their job and make sure that our elections are safe and secure. So it's also outreach to communities and making sure people have information and are pushing back on misinformation campaigns. But again, it comes back election security integrity also comes back to campaign finance and making sure elections can't be bought.
0: Let's talk about redistricting. This is a census year. We're going through census 2020, and that means after the census, Oregon is going to have to do something called redistricting, where we redraw congressional and legislative boundaries based on the new population numbers. Right now, that responsibility lies with the legislature, and if they can't get it done, then it goes to secretary of state. There is a movement in this state and nationwide to shift that responsibility to an independent citizens task force or a commission. One of your opponents, Mark has supports that kind of move while Shamia Fagan thinks that responsibility should stay with lawmakers where do you stand on redistricting?
1: Well the first and foremost is people need to we need to be able to draw political boundaries that represent our communities um, and it's very likely as you mentioned that uh, there's the process in place that goes from legislature then to the secretary of state four of the last six times it's actually gone to the legislature uh, the secretary of state and where our legislature keeps walking out and so it very likely will fall to the Secretary to State again. I believe uh, the process we have now is better than what has been proposed. Ultimately, we need a a process we can trust, but I'm concerned about us losing the voices of uh, communities of interest. That's part of our legislative requirement to make sure communities of interest are included so that there's not gerrymandering. I've got a process that I've laid out where I would appoint an advisory uh, committee. So it'd be a public and open process. The the public would be welcome to to participate, I invite legislators and uh, former secretaries of state, including the most recent secretary of state who's endorsed me in my campaign, communities of interest. Um, It's important to protect the diversity of Oregon and those are communities of interest. So making sure those voices are at the table. What has been proposed in my my judgment does not uh, sufficiently include those communities of interest. If we had one that did, I would support it, but I don't think what's being proposed is there yet. But we do need to make sure that this is, it's a very important process and we do need to make sure it's protected. It will be done in public and we'll build public trust through this process.
0: You you talk a lot about um, your rural roots. You're speaking to us right now from Terrebonne in central Oregon, and you talk about bridging the urban rural divide. How will you bring your rural roots into Secretary of State's office and, and what will you do to bridge that divide?
1: Well, it's such a critical, important uh, uh, problem right now across our country and even here in Oregon. Uh, My wife and I live in Central Oregon, um, finished high school in in Southern Oregon. I've also worked in urban areas. So it's really almost a cultural difference between the two. The fractured uh, legislature we we now have with the, the fighting that's going on, political fighting, that is really trying to to stir up that urban rural divide. We can get beyond that by actually connecting on, on issues that we care about. In 2018, I had so much success and actually had the biggest swing of votes nationwide in any congressional race, because it was about showing up, meeting with folks, talking about issues that people care about. That's something I will, I'm doing now, even as a candidate in terms of our live stream and connecting Oregonians across our state, talking about the issues we need to talk about to make those systematic changes, to make government more accountable to all Oregonians. There's incredible frustration right now. And I hear it not just in rural areas, but in urban areas also communities of color who are frustrated, they're not being listened to, and not being heard in the legislature
0: and in, in Salem. And that's something I really wanna change. I wanna give you 30 seconds to leave a final message with voters.
1: uh uh, this pandemic is showing the importance of leadership of bringing people together i've uh, been in public service my entire life my mom told me as a kid to always leave a place better and i found it and that's what i've worked to do i've stayed in this work because i'm inspired by folks um, because this has got to be about all of us and bringing people together we have to move together and bring folks together to to create a healthier democracy jamiefororegon.com is my website and i'd really appreciate folks support and your
0: vote to be your next secretary of state Jamie McLeod Skinner, thank you for joining us here on Stray Talk. Thank you. When we come back, we shift gears to focus on our children. During this unprecedented time, there are added stressors for families. We look at what's happening, the help available, and how we can be a part of the solution. We're back in two minutes.